Chapter Seven of the Gold of Fairney Lee. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Gold of Fairney Lee by Andrew Lang. Chapter Seven. Where is Randall? Jean was found, but where was Randall? she told the men who had come out to look for her that randall had gone on to look for the wishing well so they rolled her up in a big shepherd's plaid and two of them carried jean home in the plaid while all the rest with lighted torches in their hands went to look for randall through the wood jean was so tired that she fell asleep again in her plaid before they reached fairney lee she was wakened by the men shouting as they drew near the house to show that they were coming home lady kerr was waiting at the gate and the old nurse ran down the grassy path to meet them where's my bairn she cried as soon as she was within call the men said here's mistress jean and randall will be here soon they've gone to look for him where are they looking cried nurse just about the wishing well the nurse gave a scream and hobbled back to lady kerr my bairn's tint she cried my bairn's tint they'll find him never the good folk have stolen him away from that weary wishing well hush nurse said lady kerr do not frighten jean she spoke to the men who had no doubt that randall would soon be found and brought home so jean was put to bed where she forgot all her troubles and lady kerr waited waited all night till the grey light began to come in about two in the morning lady kerr kept very still and quiet telling her beads and praying but the old nurse would never be still but was always wandering about down to the river's edge listening for the shouts of the shepherds coming home and then she would come back again and moan and wring her hands crying for her bairn about six o'clock when it was broad daylight and all the birds were singing the men returned from the hill but randall did not come with them then the old nurse set up a great cry as the country people do over the bed of someone who has just died lady kerr sent her away and called simon grieve to her own room you have not found the boy yet she said very stately and pale he must have wandered over into yarrow perhaps he's gone as far as newark and passed the night at the castle or with the shepherd at foulshields no my lady said simon grieve some o the men went over to newark and some to foulshields and other some down to sir john murray's at philippa but there's never a word or randall in all the countryside did you find no trace of him said lady kerr sitting down suddenly in a great armchair we went first through the wood milady by the path to the wishing well and he had been there for the whip he carried in his hand was lying on the grass and we found this he put his hand in his pouch and brought out a little silver crucifix that randall used 
always to carry around his neck on a chain this was lying on the grass beside the wishing well my lady then he stopped for lady kerr had swooned away she was worn out with watching and with anxiety about randall simon went and called the maids and they brought water and wine and soon lady kerr came back to herself with the little silver crucifix in her hand the old nurse was crying and making a great noise the good folk have taken my bairn she said this nicht oh all the nichts o the year when the fairy folk preserve us frae them have power but they could nay take the blessed rood of grace it was beyond their strength if gypsies or robber folk frae the debatable land had carried away the bairn they would ha' taken him cross and aw but the geed folks had gotten him and randall kerr will never never mair come hame to bonny fairy lee what the old nurse said was what everybody thought even simon grieve shook his head and did not like it but lady kerr did not give up hope she sent horsemen through all the countryside up tweed to the crook and to tala up yarrow past catslack tower and on to the lock of st mary up ettrick to thirlestane and bukeley and over to gala and to braxholm in tiviotdale and even to hermitage castle far away in lytle water they rode far and rode fast and at every cottage and every tower they asked had any one seen a boy in green but nobody had seen randall through all the countryside only a shepherd lad on falshiel's hill had heard bells ringing in the night and a sound of laughter go past him like a breeze of wind over the heather days went by and all the country was out to look for randall down in yetholm they sought him among the gypsies and across the eden to mary carlisle and through the land debatable where the robber armstrongs and grahams lived and far down tweed past melrose and up jed water far into the cheviot hills but there never came any word of randall he had vanished as if the earth had opened and swallowed him father francis came from melrose abbey and prayed with lady kerr and gave her all the comfort he could he shook his head when he heard of the wishing well but he said that no spirit of earth or air could have power for ever over a christian soul but even when he spoke he remembered that once in seven years the fairy folk have to pay a dreadful tax one of themselves to the king of a terrible country of darkness and what if they had stolen randall to pay the tax with him this was what troubled good father francis though like a wise man he said nothing about it and even put the thought away out of his own mind but you may be sure that the old nurse had thought of this tax on the fairies too and that she did not hold her peace about it but spoke to every one that would listen to her 
and would have spoken to the mistress if she had been allowed but when she tried to begin lady kerr told her that she had to put her own trust in heaven and in the saints and she gave the nurse such a look when she said that if ever jean heard of this she would send nurse away from fairnilee out of the country that the old woman was afraid and was quiet as for poor jean she was perhaps the most unhappy of them all she thought to herself if she had refused to go with randall to the wishing well and had run in and told lady kerr then randall would never have started to find the wishing well and she put herself in great danger as she fancied to find him she wandered alone on the hills seeking all the places that were believed to be haunted by fairies at every fairy now as the country folk called the little green knolls in the middle of the heather jean would stoop her ear to the ground trying to hear the voices of the fairies within for it was believed that you might hear the sound of their speech and the trampling of their horses and the shouts of the fairy children but no sound came except the song of the burn flowing by and the hum of gnats in the air and the gock cock the cry of the grouse when you frighten him in the heather then jeanie would try another way of meeting the fairies and finding randall she would walk nine times around a fairy now beginning from the left side because then it was fancied that the hillside would open like a door and show a path into fairyland but the hillside never opened and she never saw a single fairy not even old whoopity story sit with her spinning wheel in a green glen spinning grass into gold and singing her fairy song i once was young and fair my eyes were bright and blue as if the sun shone through and golden was my hair down to my feet it rolled ruddy and ripe like corn upon an autumn morn in heavy waves of gold now am i gray and old and so i sit and spin with trembling hand and thin this metal bright and cold i would give all the gain these heaps of wealth untold of hard and glittering gold could i be young again End of chapter 7 Recording by John Brandon